Hello and welcome. I am Pastor Vincent Grissom, and this is Applying God's Word, a teaching ministry from the Word of God. This is study number 70 I've titled, Seeking an Encounter with God. An encounter requires the presence of at least two, and you may wonder if it's only in God's hands to make the encounter happen. Well, it is, and there are certain times when God may interrupt a person wherever they are and whatever they're doing, to meet them, as he did with the Apostle Paul, which we'll look at in a few minutes. But if we are saved and have affirmed our faith in the triune God, for us, the truth is, God has declared his intent to be sought and found by us very clearly in many places in Scripture. Moses directs the Israelites to encounter God in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29. But from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him, if you seek him, with all your heart and with all your soul. Here are a few more verses that encourage us to encounter God. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13 says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Psalm 145 verse 18 says, The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. Paul tells the Greeks in Acts 17 verse 27, God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. Isaiah 55 verse 6, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. These verses make the Lord's intent for us to seek him and have an encounter with him clear. Now let's have a look at the encounter with Jacob, who was someone who learned a lesson from his encounter many of us today need to learn as well. It begins in Genesis chapter 27 and is a dramatic account that involves plotting, cheating, fraud, anger, a vow of vengeance, and threat of murder. And all this was to obtain a blessing. So Jacob is far from a perfect man. He gets the blessing from his father through fraudulent actions in collaboration with his mother. And as a result, he has to run away from the presence of his brother who he cheated. His mother tells him to flee at once to his uncle Laban in Haran. But on the way to his uncle Laban's place, a beautiful thing happens to Jacob. He has his first encounter with God. He is weary, he is tired, and he is afraid and unsure of his future. In Genesis chapter 28 verses 12 to 15, we are told he finds a stone for his pillow and lies down to take rest. Then he dreams of an event that has come to be known to us as Jacob's Ladder, where the Lord gives blessings and makes promises to him and his descendants. When he wakes up, Jacob realizes a simple truth that many of us might need to be reminded of. Let's read Genesis 28 verse 16. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. 
Jacob is not referring to just the night before, but to all his years before. The Lord was with him all through his life, and he did not know it. He was trying to make his life a success through his own efforts. He was trying to get blessings from the Lord through cheating. All this time, the Lord was with him, and the blessings of the Lord was always with him. He just did not know it. Now, I don't know the deep circumstances of more than a few of you. I don't know how your story compares with Jacob's life story that is depicted in Genesis chapter 27. But I pose this question nonetheless. Have we been running around trying to achieve things by ourselves, By taking help from a little cheating, a little lying? Have we been on the spiritual run because of the sins that we have committed? Let's not risk missing the joy of the presence of our God because we saw fraud and sin as a shortcut to reaching our goals. Goals God may have already planned for us to reach through him. God had always intended this blessing for Jacob instead of Esau. Let's be patient and allow God to reveal to us the blessings he has and always had for us. We are not here by chance. We are here for a purpose. God knows that purpose. I'd like to invite you to have an encounter with God today, a fresh encounter with our Creator. There is a difference in knowing of God and knowing God. Knowing God requires an encounter with Him through His Word and through His Holy Spirit. So let's say that you seek the Lord and find Him and you have an encounter with Him. How do you respond to such an encounter? Let's go look at someone who had a miraculous encounter with God for the answer. I'm talking, of course, about Saul, who became the Apostle Paul. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees, a devout Jew, practicing all the law, zealous for the law to the extent that he went around persecuting, arresting, and putting Christians in jail, as well as endorsing their death sentence. This is until he had a blinding encounter with Christ on the road to Damascus. Paul himself narrates his encounter and conversion story to King Agrippa in Acts chapter 26, verses 14 to 18. Verse 14. We all fell to the ground, and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Then I asked, Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, the Lord replied. Now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen and will see of me. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. It's interesting to see what happened after that encounter. After Paul heard the command of Christ's words in that passage, 
he confesses to his reaction in Acts chapter 26, verses 19 through 23. Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus and in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea, and then to the Gentiles, that they should repent, turn to God, and do works befitting repentance. For these reasons the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. Therefore, having obtained help from God, to this day I stand, witnessing both to small and great, saying no other things than those which the prophets and Moses said would come, that the Christ would suffer, that he would be the first to rise from the dead and would proclaim light to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. Paul's reaction was of complete obedience to Christ's command. I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, he says. Having obtained help from God, I stand witnessing to small and great, he says. We can see this combination in many other lives, encounter with God and obedience to his call. Abraham did this in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Moses relents to the call after his encounter with God in Exodus chapter 3 and 4. Gideon has an encounter with God and obeys in Judges chapter 6, verses 11 through 27. Isaiah has an encounter with God and volunteers to be sent in Isaiah 6, verses 1 through 8. I want to close by inviting all of us, new and not so new to the faith, to have a fresh encounter with God. And may I challenge each one of us to be obedient to his calling once we have had the encounter. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. The Lord intends for us to seek him and encounter him. Let's be focused on the word of God and seeking God and finding God and having an encounter with God.